Hey, before we begin, uh, the sound quality on this might not be so great because uh, I'm having to use a different recording method to record Matt, and the commentary quality for me might not be so great because I haven't actually watched the game. I've only read the box score and listened to the last quarter. So with that, hey, you found us. It's the Ben and Matt Sportscast. (laughs) I'm Ben Glicksman alongside Matt Story. And Matt, ASU pulled off a win in come-from-behind fashion at home over Colorado on Salute the Service Day. Yes, they did. Yeah, um, it was uh, a game that for three quarters felt like a loss. Um, and they were down from Colorado's opening possession until the eight-and-a-half-minute mark of the fourth quarter. They trailed the entire time, um, tied it. They gave up the you know within less than a minute and a half. We're down again by three, uh, but found a way. Dominated the fourth quarter, really. Um, you know, but for a play here or there. It was a very strong fourth quarter, and, and if you're going to have your best quarter in one quarter, make it the last one, and uh, it was good enough to, to get a big win last night. It seemed to me uh, from the box score and from listening to the end that the running game really got stronger as the game progressed, and by the fourth quarter, uh, Demario Richard was running all over them, and Eno Benjamin spelled him yes. for his first career touchdown. Yes. It, it, it was um, the, one of the things I was thinking as I was driving home was that it was finally the, the running kind of team that I thought we'd see more this year. I, I don't know if, if maybe it was just a one-night blip against a run defense that isn't very good or if maybe something has been figured out. I don't know. We'll, we'll see over the next three weeks, I guess. But, um, you know, that was more the type of team I thought we could be offensively this year where we had a series of running backs that could just churn in and churn out and, and by the fourth quarter – have, have leaned on a team enough to wear them down and then start breaking those big runs and break their will. And, and that's what we saw last night. I, I, you know, I, I'm, I guess a little disappointed it took until game nine to get it. Um, but I'm glad it came because, you know, there was a time this year as recently as last week and early in this game that I didn't think we were ever going to see it. I was watching last night early and thinking, where, you know, why can't this team ever break a big run? Um, and, and then last night in the fourth quarter, they finally, you know, the dam broke and we finally had a couple. Haller and Metcalf had talked about the idea that playing the freshmen more late in the season when they had fresh legs and you could trust that they learned the system might have been part of the game plan. Yeah. Um, Curtis Hodges had big catches and Eno Benjamin, yeah. like we talked about, had his first touchdown run and, and was in there to spell Richard at the end of the game instead of Ralston. Yep. Yeah, I mean, a, a big sequence in the game um, – you could call it maybe a turning point. There were a few was, um, you know, we were down by 10. We had the punt that was returned by Nikhil Harry for about 60 some yards. Should have been a touchdown. You know, he he tripped over his own feet, but it gets called back for a block in the back. So we started our own five instead of, you know, at the 30. Um, And, and we get back to back plays about a 20 yard pass to Curtis Hodges. And then about a 15, 20 yard run by Benjamin back to back plays where the true freshman came up big and, and it, you know, it sparked it. We, we went down on that driveway to settle for a field goal, but that kind of started that stretch of the fourth quarter. That came at the end of the third where, you know, we started to take control of the game. Talk to me a little bit about the defense because I obviously didn't get to see it. It, it, it seems like yeah. from reading the play-by-play that the, the big play on the busted coverage reared its head a couple times, but for the most part they were able to – rally and right the ship i know that on one they kept them out of the end zone after a, a big first yeah, you know 60 yard yeah. gain by Lindsay. And that was the buzz that, now the, the flea flicker that should have been a touchdown i mean that was a well-executed play 
you know, obviously you'd love to be more disciplined, but that, that one I'm not even going to really criticize the defense as much as just say, boy, they executed the play perfectly except for the simplest part, which is catching the ball and strolling into the end zone because the guy would have, I mean, he would have walked in. Uh, that was in the second quarter, no, first quarter. Um, so that would have been a touchdown. I believe they ended up punting on that drive. So obviously that was a key, you know, key moment there. Um, they had another deep ball touchdown that there was coverage there, but the guy should have made the catch. Um, he dropped it, you know, so they, they dropped two. They did have one deep ball where the guy just beat Kobe Williams. I mean, it, it wasn't busted coverage. It was just a receiver beating the corner. Um, and they did have the bust on the, on the scramble play. Uh, in the middle of the fourth quarter, right after we had tied it, that's where you know we gave up the lead quickly because first down, Montez is under pressure. He kind of scrambles around by some time, and there's Philip Lindsay wide open uh, with a whole lot of grass in front of him. Looked like it was going to be a touchdown. Did a good job of, of rallying and making the tackle, and then getting him you know off the field on the next three downs to force a field goal, which proved to be huge. Obviously, do you think that that? To me, that seems like a defense that, even though it's young uh, compared to last year, has grown a lot since last year. In yeah. that, when they give up the big play, they do one still chase, um, right, right. and exactly. two they I mean, fight if they make that stop short of the end zone to yes. keep them out of the end zone. Yes, it was the difference. I mean, from last year and really just from last week. I mean, how how many plays last week was it? You know, guy would break into the open field, and rather than get the tackle after twenty yards. He'd go for 60 yards. We saw it a few times last week, more than more than you can have in a win. Um, and that was a big play. You know, yeah, he got 60 yards, but he didn't get 75. And and had he got 75, and again, you know, I don't know who the corner, I think it was Chase Lucas, but whoever the corner was on that side was way down the field with the receiver. He gets engaged in a block, but he did a good job of just stretching the play and kind of slowing the momentum down. He kind of pushed him to the boundary a little, so that he didn't have an easy path, and it allowed other guys to rally to the ball and make the tackle. Uh, I wish I could remember, you know, who with a number of who it was because it was a good job. I don't even think that guy was the one who made the tackle, but he actually was the one who made the play and stopped it short of a touchdown. Now, for the Devils, this is a big win because we're we're now at five, which is where we got to last yes. year. You could argue that the next two games might be the two easiest games on the schedule with UCLA and Oregon State yeah. for conference games, right, um, especially right. if Rosen is out, which he might right. be. Um, you you have to think – you don't want – let me put it this way. I don't want to see them put it on the Arizona game for needing to make a bowl this year. Oh, certainly not. No, no, no. And, and it should not. I mean, um, if you can – you know, we've, we've – uh, you know, I know the next two are on the road, but we've played okay on the road this year. I mean, we, we got – Maybe our most complete performance was on the road against Utah. Um, and, and, you know, the two losses we've had on the road, we haven't played poorly. We've just we got beat, you know, and, and that's going to happen. Um, but it's been a much better road team than last year where it felt like when we were away from home, you know, you, you should make us 21-point underdogs right out of the gate. And if we could keep it closer than that, it was a surprise. Um, so, I, I'm yeah, I feel like we should get both of these, certainly one of them, um, and, and, you know, have that Arizona game mean something in terms of how many wins we get, but not for, you know, having a, uh, a bowl eligibility on the line. I hope not. 
Arizona last night I saw a loss to USC, which pretty much ices the Pac-12 South for the Trojans. Close, close. Um, yeah, they just need one win of the last two, basically, and they will they will be the South representative in the title game. But I, I think that even though that, that opportunity and that goal is gone for the Sun Devils, bowl eligibility, uh, finishing above 500, these are critical things. And, and I think, for me, I, I know that we talked about last time that conversations about the coaching staff might rear their heads again if we lose. Sure. For me now, it almost turns into a, a conversation about, well, can we maintain all of these guys? Can we have some yeah. continuity going into the offseason? Yeah, which would be nice. And, and you're, you're right. I mean, I, I'm not going to lie. When it was 10 to nothing in the first quarter last night and there was a malaise over the stadium, it felt like they were rearing their heads in my own mind. Uh, as far as conversations about the coaching staff, because I'm thinking, uh, I, I mean, I think even the text I sent to you was, remember the good feelings from 14 days ago? I think they've disappeared. Um, and it felt like they had, but we, we rallied, we, we got them back. Um, feels good to win. And, and yeah, I mean, that, you know, obviously that is um, a factor in the last couple of years is we've had a number of coaching turnover, some for good reasons. I mean, you know, when, when an offensive coordinator gets a head coaching job, that's good. But, you know, he takes a couple coaches with him, and then we have a few other things that, you know, turn over for not-so-good reasons, and it's tough. So, yeah, I mean, if you're going to keep this head coach, I think we're getting closer and closer to that being the end result of this year. Not a sure thing yet, but closer. Um, then you'd hope that you keep the staff intact as well and, as you said, build some continuity for next year. One last thing that we talked about, about the freshmen specifically, and I know I keep coming back to this, but we said, look, if they win you a game or two this year, it's worth it to burn the red shirts. I think we saw that yesterday, and I think well, we and I yeah. think we also saw what Eno Benjamin can do. Tell, tell me a little bit about what you saw. Now, obviously, most of his damage was done after Colorado had been softened up for three quarters, but right, still, right? Yeah, I mean, he didn't have that many carries. I don't know what his what his final number was. It was probably less than less than ten carries, but. Some impressive care. I mean, obviously the touchdown run was very impressive um, because it was a probably a 10-yard run that he turned into a 19-yard run. Um, he's not the biggest guy. He's not like Demario Richard, but he, you know, he can. You saw it last week in the play made in the second half. The game was decided, but he had an impressive 17-yard run in the second half last week, and then the same thing last night of making more happen than is there. And, and that's all you can ask for from a running back. You know, if, if it's a five-yard gain, get eight. If it's a 10-yard gain, get 15. You know, that's what good running backs can do. And he has shown in small doses that he has that ability. I, I just think that that makes the future a little brighter going into it next does. season. You know, obviously this has been a weird year with injuries for Bellagio and Richard at different yeah. points, um, missing games or missing chunks yeah. of time. but. You know, it's hard to replace senior running backs. And if Benjamin, if the combination of Benjamin, Traylon Smith, whoever they bring in in this year's recruiting class, and Nick Ralston can be something, that's huge. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. I mean, we, our identity on offense, um, for good and for bad at times, has been really heavily, you know, into Richard and Bellage the last two years. And we've seen that, you know, be, be a bad thing when they've struggled with injuries or whatever. Last night, you know, you saw, especially with Richard, how good that could be. When it's on, it's really good. But, yeah, I mean, that was another thing I thought as I'm driving home was, you know, this kid showed he can play, and it's going to be his show next year. I mean, he, there'll be other running backs. You know, I'm not, I'm not saying he's going to get 35 carries a game, 
but he's going to be the guy next year, the focal point, I'm sure. And, you know, at least in some very small doses now the last two weeks, more last night than we've seen all year, he's shown he can do that. He's, he's up to the billing, hopefully, on a consistent basis. We don't know that yet, you know, but what we've seen is the talent's there, and that's the first step, you know, because sometimes you see, these guys come in, they're very highly touted, and, you, you know, we've seen a lot of them at running back in other positions. You're like, uh, isn't this guy supposed to be better than this? Um, this guy early on has shown, yeah, the, the you know, the rep matches the talent right now. DeMario Richard yesterday, first 100-yard rushing game for the Sun Devils for an individual player all season. And Manny Wilkins, Manny I, Wilkins I, I pushed was, close, too. I was too. even going to say, I don't think we had a 100-yard rusher all year. And yeah, you're right. Wilkins, I think, got 91 or something like that. Yeah. He was yeah, over 90. Yeah. Now, Manny's came in large part on scrambles, not necessarily designed runs. Uh, but, you know, and there were a couple times in the first half, especially where it felt like he was impatient, uh, breaking out to run too quick. Um, but he did make some plays. And, uh, and, you know, when our running game wasn't really working, he was the thing that kept the offense going. I mean, that's what I was going to say is he may have been impatient, but it seemed like from your text messages that the offense was stagnating and at least he was doing was. something on the ground. It was. I mean, uh, you know, we've talked about this before. Last night, you know, as I got home, I'm thinking, Manny Wilkins reminds me so much of Taylor Kelly because there is a moment or moments in just about every game he plays that I think, this guy just isn't that good, and we can't win big with him as the quarterback. And that may still prove to be the truth. But then you look up at the end, and he's got, you know, good numbers, and he doesn't turn the ball over, and he's made key plays to help you win, and you think, Eh, maybe I'm too hard on this guy. And, and for three years, basically, that's what I felt like I did with Taylor Kelly. And then at the end of his career, you look back and think, that guy was pretty good, you know. And, and man, he just reminds me so much of him in a lot of ways that he's, you know, he's limited. Um, he's not a, you know, Heisman Trophy quarterback. But he has a knack for producing pretty good games that maybe aren't aesthetically pleasing. But then you look at the final numbers and the win and you think, that guy did his part. He helped us win the game. Yeah, I mean, it's been a year and a half of doing this dance with him, and you yeah. you realize the benefits of having a mobile quarterback is when the yeah. offense feels stagnant or when the receivers can't get open and the running game is stalling, he can still make plays and pick up five, six, seven yards, pick up a first down, extend a drive, you know, Absolutely. if nothing else, buy your defense a little time. Yeah, yeah, I mean, like I said, they're, you know, not in a serious way, but just about every game this year, maybe except for Washington and Utah because, you know, I didn't see it live. Um, but I thought, you know, why isn't Blake Barnett playing? Uh, you know, this guy. And, and last night, there were moments in the first half, like, you know, not really to think we should make a change, but more thinking, like, boy, this doesn't say much for Blake Barnett that he couldn't beat this guy out. And that may still prove to be true, by the way. I may not be wrong in that thought, but but it just it feels like, you know, he just isn't that good. But then, you know, you look up, and we scored 41 points, and he threw for two touchdowns and ran for another, and he didn't turn the ball over. And you think, that's a pretty solid night from a quarterback, so maybe I'm too hypercritical. It's possible I am. What did you think of the defense, um, especially in the second half? It seemed like they were able to rise to the occasion and, and do yeah. enough to get the win. Yeah, it was. It was It was a defensive outing and a game overall that kind of reminded me of Oregon in that, you know, it wasn't a dominant defensive outing like Utah or Washington. 
you know, there were big plays allowed. There were holes in the defense that weren't taken advantage of, much like Oregon. Oregon had a few plays. Could have been big plays they didn't make. Um, but they made plays at the end when it mattered most. You know, again, I mean, the big sequence was after we finally tie the game. First play, we give up that 60-yard, you know, scramble, short pass for a big play. Um, and, and then, you know, to to get the stop there and then to get the stop after we took the lead, you know, we let him get to about midfield, but we get a sack, we force a punt. Uh, you know, they came through when it mattered, and that's really all you can ask for this defense. I mean, it, you know, it's not a dominant defense. Never was probably going to be. But can they make plays when the game is on the line? Last night they did, and they've done it a few times this year. One of the one of the things that I think is worth commenting on is after the defense made that final stop when we had the lead and we got the ball back, uh-huh. um, you said, well, we need to salt this away. We need yep. this to be like the Washington game where they just don't touch yep. the ball again. And DeMario Richard really made that happen he with did. a huge run to he ice did. it. Yep, to put it, you know, inside the 20. And then, you know, Benjamin had another, you know, another play. Um, I, you know, Tech, he did run out of bounds and stop the clock, you know, which wasn't ideal. But he gets a first down um, on a play that, again, much like his touchdown run, looked like it was probably going to be about a one or two yard gain at most. He bounces it outside and ends up getting a first down, which allows us to run more time off the clock and eventually score a touchdown. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, again, that was the type of team I thought this team could be is, you know, get the ball with with, you know, four minutes to go up by four and you lean on your running game to put it away. And last night it happened in the same thing as the Washington game, you know, and so it's it's good to see it's taking a while, maybe taking a little longer than we would have wanted. Um, and there's still ups and downs with this season, as we saw last week. But um you know, it's a team that's that's rounding into form and becoming, you know, more complete. Uh, being able to pick up the slack for each other, have you know, have special teams come through. I mean, one of the biggest plays of the game we haven't talked about it—the block punt. We needed something as a spark. We had, we had hung in, but we couldn't catch up. The block punt sets up the touchdown to tie the game. So, a lot of different things to feel good about all brings it together for a win. That, that final scoring drive for the Devils, they wound up not throwing the ball, which I think was a critical right. difference from the Washington game. Yes. And it showed it showed yes. growth from Napier as a play caller, I think, to just say, yes. no, 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 I don't care what the down and distance is. Right. I understand now we need them to burn their timeouts at least. Yes, yes. And once we got inside the 20, I mean, I, I texted you and immediately, uh, you know, I, I think time management, it's one of the things I watch a game as a fan and, and just think it immediately, timeouts, time, etc. And, and I, you know, the first thing I'm thinking with that big run by Richard is three handoffs and we kick a field goal with a minute 20. That should be worst case scenario. We make them use their remaining two timeouts and we keep the ball and, and we, you know, the ball should never be put in the air. And it wasn't, and then, you know, I mean, it was, it was kind of common sense coaching, but at the same time, there were some risks there against Washington when I felt like it went against common sense. The third down, maybe more so than the fourth down play uh, against Washington when we ended up putting the game away. Um, this time I was more pleased with how we managed the time um, and even, you know, kind of an NCAA football-esque video game, you know, not scoring on second down was fine with me. Take 40 more seconds off the clock, call timeout, and we score on third down, I'm happy. 
I'd much rather score with 46 seconds than a minute and 26. Yeah, that was a point Jeff Van Raphorst made during the TV broadcast where he's like, you know, I know we were trying to score and we weren't yeah. telling him to stop at the right. one, but it's okay to have third and goal from I the was one. Okay with it. When, I mean, when on first down, you know, he came very close to scoring, and and I didn't see a replay. Never had, you know. Um, but you know, fans were booing that they didn't replay it. Like, that I don't want them to replay it. I want them to use that last time out. Like, I'm okay with it. I, you know, I know it's risky because you want that score to put. You know, obviously, if you fumble on the next down, you're thinking, well, well, hey, that was a touchdown. Why didn't you replay it? But again, from the way I look at games with time management, like, no, I'm good. Uh, I would rather not score on first down or second down. As long as we can finish it on third down, great. I was very happy with that. Well, but the fear is on third down, if Manny's foot had gone out of bounds bounds. conclusively. That play I didn't love because, uh, you know, I mean, keep the ball in bounds. Because we take that snap with 52 seconds, I believe. And I was even thinking, okay, if we don't score here, they're out of timeouts. We can run this down inside of 10 seconds. We go for it on fourth down. Even if we don't get it, they have five seconds to go 99 yards. I'll take my chances with that. Um, yeah, running to the corner was risky. I, I didn't love that call, and I think, you know, in some ways Manny stretched that out maybe more than he should have. Um, but he scored, so I guess it doesn't matter. But, yeah, that, that one made me a little nervous. It's one of those things where the result dictates your feeling afterwards. Exactly, exactly, yeah. If that, I mean, if that play is called out of bounds, and it sure looked to me, you know, I was watching it, from the north end zone, I was watching it up on the south scoreboard, which is smaller. Um, for superstition's sake, I wasn't leaving where I was because things had gone well. So I wasn't going to get a good look at the north board. Um, it looked like he had stepped out of bounds. I was surprised when they said the call stood because it sure looked to me like his foot was out of bounds before he reached the ball. But I'll take it. Uh, you know, I'm not going to complain about it, I guess. In that moment, I had your not ideal, not optimistic outlook via text and i had on the radio healy saying this is ridiculous that they're even reviewing this he obviously reached his arm across and i thought so too at first when they when they announced it to review it i I mean you know if if you had been sitting next to me you would have heard me saying you know oh come on can you just go with a call on the field this is you know but then they show the replay on the board and i see his foot looks like it's out of bounds before he reaches the ball out i'm like oh boy now i see why they were reviewing it and other people in the stands were saying the same thing. I mean, I, I saw people's hand gestures and, you know, signaling to people like, no, this is not going to stand up. Uh, so I wasn't the only one who was pessimistic. But uh, like I said, I will take it. And we'll take that ASU victory. They are now yes. a game away from bowl eligibility. Uh, a couple road games and then Arizona and the Territorial Cup remaining. Um Matt, I'm optimistic. I, I think that this team's going to get to bowl eligibility now. I am too. I mean, now it would be devastating to not. You know, I mean, I said that after we beat Utah and you're at 4-3. Uh, last night was another swing game to get to 5-4. and four. I mean, if you don't win any of these last three, it would really be a, a you know, a kick to the gut because you've played well enough to beat the best team in the conference in Washington. You've won on the road. Uh, you've beaten a couple other, you know, 500 type of teams in Oregon and Colorado. There's no reason you can't win at least one of these upcoming two, if not both. Yeah. Well, we'll be back in the middle of the week. We'll preview uh, the first of these two road games, and we'll talk. Maybe we'll give you a little broader picture of what's going on in the Pac-12 and around the country. We'll touch base on whatever the uh, rankings are when they come out. 
And, uh, yes. you know, we'll talk about anything else that matters. ASU basketball right. uh, plays their first real meaningful game next week, so we'll probably yep. touch on that. But until next time, I'm going to go enjoy this uh, brisk Portland, Oregon morning. And Matt's got a lot of football to watch. So I do. I do, yes. An hour later for me, though, today. Oh, yeah. It's Daylight Savings. Yeah. Weird. Yeah. I'm, now, the, yeah, I'm now earlier than I you. I was thinking that, yeah, this morning. I'm like, well, yeah, last night we were at the same time. Now he's an hour earlier than me. Crazy. Yeah. Uh, and when you get home, you'll only be an hour later than me instead of two. We're going to give you a lot more temporal comments uh, <laughs> next week. <laughs> Until then, he's Matt. I'm Ben. It's the Ben Matt Sportscast.